0: Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. And if you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is Episode 5 of Astrology Bites. And with each episode of Astrology Bites, you get a bite-sized astrology lesson that's 15 minutes or less. It's super short and sweet. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. So that being said, it's time to get into today's episode. Today, I'm talking about sun-moon combos, and I'm bringing on a very special guest. My guest is Jason Fleming. Jason Fleming is a professional counseling astrologer with a broad and all-inclusive approach. In addition to the astrology, Jason draws from over 15 years of experience in the fields of human resources, corporate recruiting, employee development, and personality assessment. Jason's primary focus is partnering individuals and couples to identify potentials for personal growth and development. And you can find Jason at his blog, which is sagmind.wordpress.com. Welcome, Jason.
1: Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I've been such a fan of your work for a long time.
1: Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. It a
0: lot. Well, your work, I think, is really unique. And, you know, it's interesting. When I first discovered astrology, my introduction was a book called How to Astro-Analyze Yourself by Ilya Chamberlain. And in that book, the author wrote extensively on sun-moon combos. And, you know, you really rarely see that anymore. And what really caught my eye about your work was your all your work around the sun-moon combos. Um, and it's really quite prolific. So, could you tell me how you got started into astrology? Because I'm always fascinated with people's backgrounds.
1: Uh, well, um, I started studying when I was in college, actually. And then I thought that it was just going to be something that maybe I was going to dabble in and use for my own personal development. And I got out of school, you know, got a real job, quote, unquote. And then um, somewhere along the line, I started to realize that I could help people by using astrology. So I got took it a little bit more seriously. I reached out to some people and ended up taking some classes, and then ended up going to an astrology conference, Uh, then started a professional practice in 2009. Uh, I mean, that that's the abbreviated version, but uh, Basically, uh, I just, it it was something that wouldn't leave me alone, so to speak, Uh, you know, because several times, I just tried to push it to the side, so to speak, and say, Well, you know, this isn't gonna be, you know, like a your real job, you know, quote unquote. But uh, it ended up developing into something that I could not let go now of if I tried.
0: <laughs> right. You know, it's so it's so funny that you say that because I know when I started my career too, you know, so many people didn't think it was a real job, and even I thought, well, how could this be a real job? But it really is a lot of work, and I think astrology is so. It's a very challenging, it's, it's much more challenging, I think, than people think it is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. especially because people, they see the pop culture with the, um, the sun signs, and they don't know it's more than that. So that leads into the question, you know, can you tell my audience why it's more than the sun sign and why sun and moon combinations are so important in an astrology chart?
1: Sure. Uh, well, it's more than the sun sign because we have an entire birth chart. So not only do we, you know the sun sign is the sign that everybody is familiar with, but our chart is comprised of several different planetary placements. So, and you have to look at that in order to get a picture of the entire person. But the moon is so important uh, because that suggests what our emotional needs would be, which is a a, you know a a great part of our makeup, Uh, and and it's also something that's very basic in terms of outside of the sun sign finding the moon sign isn't that hard so i think it's an excellent starting point for people who are trying to get into an astro- into astrology and learn more than their sun sign i mean usually the three your astrological signature the three things your sun moon and rising sign are the the first things that people learn about before they get into the entire chart right but and i think, I think people, a lot of people overlook the moon sign um And and it could be, you know, a Western thing because, you know, in in Vedic astrology um, and other astrologies, the moon is actually more significant than the sun because we live in a solar society, I think, in the the Western part of the world. Uh, You know, whereas uh, the emotional needs, uh, your relationship to women, home, um, what makes you comfortable and those kind of things is represented by your moon seem to take a backseat to competition and, you know, putting yourself out there, so to speak, uh, being in the spotlight, et cetera, which would be, would gravitate toward being more uh, sun territory.
0: Right. That makes so much sense. I never thought about it that way. Um, so can you, let, let me think for a moment, you know, some obviously some sun and moon combos are probably going to be more harmonious than others right? Mm,
1: that's correct.
0: So I'm curious, what do you think, what happens when the sun and moon are in harmony? You know, how might that shape the personality? And can you give me an example?
1: Uh, sure. Well, let's let's say a person is born on a new moon, which would mean that the sun and the moon are in the same sign. Okay, this would be an example of harmony. So let's just say that you're a Sagittarius sun and a Sagittarius moon. That, what that suggests is that you're what fuels you and what gives you vitality and what you need emotionally are on the same page so to speak mm. so not saying that it's less difficult but it would stand to reason that it would be more harmonious because there's really no separation there so then there's really it's not an indication of a lot of tension there right in terms of of the blend now you know a lot of tension Tension can be beneficial to us as well. So sometimes it can be misleading when you have a sun moon blend. Let's say you have the sun in Scorpio and the moon in Leo, which between the signs Scorpio and Leo automatically just suggests some tension. But that's developmental tension. So if you're you might have a more difficult time harmonizing the type of fuel that you need to feel alive and what you need to do to fulfill yourself emotionally. That might be more difficult, but in the end, it could also be more beneficial to you having confronted that. But that's what's called a square relationship. It's a 90 degree relationship which suggests tension between sides.
0: Right on. So how could somebody, let's say if they have a challenging moon, sun-moon combo, what would you advise them on how to like really integrate that?
1: Um. Well, number one, I think that the, the basic premise is to honor, honor both parts of ourselves. We can't, uh, sometimes we have a tendency to, uh, and, and it could be about whatever's easy, easiest to exclude one in favor of the other, rather than make move room for both of them to breathe in our lives. So you have to honor both of them. That's the basic premise of everything. So activities or environments that you can set up in your life where you are able to feel alive, feel uh, vitalized, feel like that you're being yourself, so to speak, and also um, surrounding yourself with, with environments where you feel like you belong and where you're able to uh, be comfortable and to address the emotions inside of you. I think those are very important things when it comes to harmonizing that, or you know being able to honor both of those things so it can work productively for you that's
0: excellent that's advice, excellent advice. Mm-hmm. so why are the sun and moon called luminaries
1: uh in in turn well that's just because they're not really planets you know technically you know and and the and the moon actually doesn't have a light of its own. It actually reflects the light of the sun. So that's why you have those two in in the sky like that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know that some people were were curious about about that, that. so I thought I might as well ask you while I got you on the phone.
1: Oh, sure, sure, sure. No problem.
0: So I want to thank you, Jason, for taking the time to talk with me today. This has been great, really informational, and, you know, so, so good. So thank you so much.
1: So I really appreciate you having me on.
0: And a reminder to people, you can find Jason's work and get an astrological consult from him at his blog, which is Sagittarian Mind um, Consulting. And the blog address of that, again, is sagmind.wordpress.com. I also suggest that you follow him on Twitter at Sagittarian Mind uh, because he's always posting really great things, and you can... Catch up with the latest Sun-Moon blends or Sun-Moon Astrological um, rising Sign blends that he's posting there, too. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a positive review on iTunes because that's the best way to help new listeners discover the show. Thank you so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find lots of resources about tarot and astrology including free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and lots more. Again, that's the tarotlady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately you are in charge of your life. You are in the driver's seat. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss. You've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks a lot, Jason.
1: Thank you.